I love so many of the creative memes going on right now about this time that we're in. There's one that's talking about the seven days of the week now being this day, that day, other day, today, yesterday, next day. <laughs> it's just so hard not to lose track of the cadence of our lives when we're all living a sort of Groundhog Day type of existence right now, right? But truly losing our bearings is really hard on us. What the human soul does in times like this is that we're trying to find homeostasis, return to homeostasis as quickly as possible. We are internally, actually all of us, scrambling to try to find solid footing again. We so long for the predictable, the steady, the sure, and the certain. And times like these remind us that nothing is certain. Oh, but that's so hard for us. So perhaps that's why there's so many idioms to that effect, like uh, nothing lasts forever, change is inevitable, uh, nothing is for certain but the unforeseen. But this brings into light these things, how little control we actually have, and then fear rolls in right on the back end of that, right? And the problem with fear is that it is a trump card. It is the loudest noise. It is the biggest exclamation point, right? It hijacks our amygdala, courses through our bodily processes, uh, and in no time flat owns our emotional response and then rules the day. Fear is a bully. Critical for us who are Christ followers is to know about fear and its bulliness that fear seeks to drive out faith, right? And I think that's why, more than any other phrase recorded in the Bible, whether through Jesus' words or an appearing angel or an emotive psalmist, are do not fear, fear not, do not be afraid. God commands us that we not fear in multiple places because He knows how He created our brains to work. He knows we get so consumed by the crisis of current affairs that we forget our anchor in the Almighty. But friends, it is when the bottom falls out into utter uncertainty that faith needs to be our mainstay. My stunning friend Sarah has four young children and she also has stage four metastatic breast cancer. And in this, it is her faith in God and strength in God in this like blindsiding uncertainty of her life that has been the last 15 months. And so she wrote uh, when this pandemic started and our ensuing life change happened, she posted this. She wrote, life goes on. It looks totally different, but nevertheless, it continues. Right now, there are challenges we've never had to face, and there are blessings we've never had time for. This is the space I've been living in in the last 15 months, and now we are all living in it to some degree. We don't know what to expect next. We are worried about getting sick, about dying. We feel helpless and afraid. I understand. And I can share what has gotten me through this past year has been reaching out to God, my family, friends, and my community. It will be hard, but life will go on and it can still be good. Oh, there's so much good in that, right? But whether it be cancer or COVID-19, these blindsiding reminders that life can change on a dime tell us that there is no sure foundation except one. Yes, your friends, your money, your status, your possessions, your positions, your achievements, nothing, nothing is guaranteed in life to be immovable or unchanging. So it brings us to Peter's insightful question posed out of frustration in John 6, 68. He said, where else is there to go? Seriously, don't we all ask? On what or whom can I truly place my whole heart, soul, mind to be dependable? to be there, to not change. There is no certain anything except God alone.
Psalm 18 verse 2 describes the Lord as my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 61 says he is our refuge and strength. 1 Samuel 2 says there is no rock like our God. Psalm 91 says he alone is our refuge, our place of safety. He alone is trustworthy. Over and over and over through scripture, the message is you can trust God. He is the only unchanging in this world of uncertainty. And something in us knows this, I think, right? It's, it's in adversity that people desire an almighty. Haven't you seen it? In these past weeks, haven't we seen skeptics interviewing, you know, pastors and news anchors having preachers pray and cynics asking for prayer? Inherently, it's as if we all know there's nothing or no one in this earth big enough to handle our intense, furious craving for something to last forever. <laughs> so the psalmist of Psalm 73 wraps this all together for us. He says, whom have I in heaven but you? And the earth has nothing I desire beside you. In other words, okay, I, I need it, and this is not working. <laughs> so, and so he goes on to say, my heart and my flesh may fail. We do. We know we can't even depend on ourselves. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's right. The limitless God Almighty beyond our comprehension. He's enough. He's enough. So allow God to lead you through this fog of fear and anxiety. Trust the one who loves you more than you can ever comprehend to pull you through this predicament. Use this time of challenge to strengthen your faith in him as never before. Keep calling out to Jesus and depend upon his wisdom and care. He is with you and can be trusted without reservation. Fear wants you to keep looking over your shoulder in doubt while your Savior is right beside you, waiting and wanting to be your calming force. Jesus is the dependable security you desire. So rise up from under your languishing load of fear and anxiety and come to Christ. Look to Christ for perspective and patience. Don't panic. As a matter of fact, in John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My friend Mary's God has had her focusing on the word let of that passage in this past week. Do not let your heart be, hearts be troubled. In other words, we have a responsibility in having a troubled heart or not. If you're having a troubled heart, you have power in that choice. See, it's true that we can't focus on two things at one time. There's this phrase that says faith and fear cannot coexist. It's one or the other. And I agree. It's impossible. Try to focus, for instance, on my earring in your own hand right now simultaneously. We can't do it, right? So the same mechanism is at work when it comes to trusting God in times of uncertainty. Our minds will, will constantly be baited to pull into focusing on fear and uncertainty but because of Satan's bait and human weakness. But what we do is we patiently, even though it's irritating, we patiently just keep pushing it out of our way and pulling back into focus the truth of who God is and our ultimate security in Him. So we push out fear and we pull in faith. We push out fear and we pull in faith. That's the essence of the victorious Christian life. So here are some things to remember about fear as we seek to shore ourselves up in this foundation of Jesus rather than the circumstantial instability of our lives. Number one is that fear flees when faith is reassured. 
Oh, yes, that means to keep speaking and writing and reading truth over and over again. Even the basics, or should I say, especially the basics. Do the work. The work works, I promise. In my journal, I do the same thing, and I write the same things, and I saw that a couple days ago. I wrote four times over and over again. Tammy, expect the unexpected, expect the unexpected, expect the unexpected. That's a basic thing. I need to work with my biochemistry and my neuroplasticity and my brain to try to create those groups so that we can actually have our perspective be literally changed. So do those things. Keep patiently journaling, keep praying, keep reading, keep writing, keep doing the things of God. Do them well because, number two, fear falters in the face of your faithfulness. Yes. Knowing, knowing that as you cry out to God and do the things that He says for us to do during these times, that sometimes God calms the storms and sometimes God calms His child. Nevertheless, he always calms. So keep pressing in. Number three, fear flinches when we fight our real foe. Don't forget to recognize the number one force that wants you to fear, God's enemy, the one lying to you to try to make you doubt God at every turn. I like the song that says, fear is a liar. And it is true because the one who speaks it is a liar. John 8, 44. Number four, fear is flattened by the faith of friends. Yes, like Sarah encouraged us, lean on each other, be reassured by one another, being comforting, truth-filled lovers of one another. So be honest with those around you about how you're doing. And number five, fear is forced out when we speak the Father's faithfulness. Yes. Oh gosh. This morning when I was having my devotional, there was a phrase about our human brains that just, <laughs> just popped out to me. And it was this. It said that we have fragile memories. Oh, isn't that the truth when it comes to how God has provided for us in the past and delivered us and taken care of us just how quickly we forget, right? So a huge war we can wage on fear is remembering God's blessings in the past and acknowledging those in the present. So there you go, friends. Now is your opportunity to stand firmly and courageously in Christ. Let these uncertain times embolden you and strengthen your faith. When fear attacks, be comforted by Christ's confidence and His warm embrace. Use these difficult days to go deeper with Jesus. And above all else, be reassured and not weakened in fear in these uncertain days. Walk in the truth of Isaiah 26.3 that says, You will keep in perfect peace Him whose mind is stayed on you. So I'm praying God's perfect peace for you as you push fear aside. 